Well, good afternoon, and welcome to yet another edition of The Other Ground Live. Um, Passive J, that is not Big Dalton over there, because apparently he is still out of power, so I'll be doing the show solo, which is going to be a fucking bummer. <laughs> As you guys know, this is not a solo show, and I'm not very good at uh, carrying the show by myself, but I will do the best that I can. Oh, look, we almost had a caller. Uh, whoever you were, call back. I don't care. I'll, I'll pick up. You didn't give me time. <laughs> but regardless, we're going to try and make it a good show. I, I see the OG army starting to form up in the chat box. I always have to have you guys around. Um, let's see what we got for topics today. Not much. I was at work all day, so I didn't really have time to peruse the internet. It's uh, not the time of year for me to have a lot of spare time. Uh, we actually had a really big event at the country club today. Um, I can't go into too much de details, obviously, but it was a big golf thing. So lots of food, lots of people playing golf, uh, which is extra complex because of the entire COVID thing going on. Uh, normally this is a big enough event that it actually closes our uh, dining room to normal dining. Uh, and <clears throat> if anyone wants to eat there, they have to uh, partake in the, what are, one of the buffets that they have for the golf event. Uh, well, there's no buffets anymore at our club, obviously, because of the whole COVID thing. So they changed it around quite a bit uh, to, to uh, make it as safe as possible. So for this event, they had like food stations on four or five of the holes, like hole one, hole uh, seven, hole 14, hole 16, you know, with uh, different food sta stations, anywhere from uh, tacos to steaks to, you know, whatever. And obviously there's all kinds of drinks and things you can have there. But the long and short of this, because we had to uh, put everything out in the course, all the kitchen staff is out on the golf course. So we didn't have any regular a la carte lunch or dinner at the club today. Uh, the only place that they could get something to eat if they weren't involved in the golf event was over there at what was something we call the Family Recreational Center, which is a building next to the pool with some video games in it. And, you know, it's got a kitchen in there as well. Obviously, a lot more limited menu, but uh, you can still get some good stuff there. Um, so I spent all my day pissing off members who hadn't heard about all, all that shit. <laughs> we actually had a couple of them come in and want to eat in their uh, off the regular menu in the clubhouse, well, behind the clubhouse rather, since we can't allow anyone in at the moment. Uh, and they were unhappy to find out that the only thing they could get was food over by the pool. Uh, I don't know why. There is actually even some of the same things on both menus, but apparently they didn't want to be like hanging out poolside. <laughs> so that was the thing. Um, but other than that, it wasn't too bad of a day. I can't complain. No stomach issues today. Yay. Or let me rephrase that. None more than the normal ones. Uh, as you guys know, I'm always in at least a slight amount of pain because of my IBS. Today, it's like a two, maybe a three. I can live with that. I don't have a problem. Um, that being said, a zero would be nice. I have just got it. Fuck. I hate to be one to complain. Okay, that's a lie. You guys know I love to complain. Uh, but fucking, I've been in pain for like, as long as I can remember, at least three or four years. Every day, it's just a different amount. But anyways, that's not what we're going to do a show about. I apologize. I know you guys get tired of hearing me complain about my health issues. Uh, let's see what I have for topics. Let me bring up the old notepad. Do, 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 do. Well, I don't got a lot, but I got a couple. Uh, have, if you guys have been paying attention to the news, you know about the entire uh, thing where people are going back and banning movies and TV shows and things of that nature because they don't think they're appropriate anymore. Uh, a good example was Gone with the Wind. Was is been uh, I think it was taken down entirely from the various streaming services. Uh, certain other movies have been edited a little bit. Um, the newest victim of that is Kindergarten Cop, of all things, if you can believe that. Uh, apparently, there was a, uh, a Portland drive-in theater uh, was going to be showing Kindergarten Cop there, and there's enough people complained about it that they decided not to show it. Um, and the complaints were, you're never going to guess. I mean, too much violence? No, no. The complaint was that they were over that they were romanticizing over policing uh whatever the fuck that means and and um 
making light of the uh, school to prison prison problem, whatever the fuck that is. And I don't really understand what any of that means, to be honest with you. What does uh, over-policing, I, I mean, I, can, I, I know what the term means, but how do they get that from kindergarten cop? Because a cop went undercover as a kindergarten teacher to try to catch a bad guy? That's a bad thing now? Um, and I will point out, uh, for all the people that are trying to be down on the, on the cops and reduce them, you, you would think that kindergarten cop would be the exact movie that they would like, because at the end of the movie, Ar Arnold Schwarzenegger decides he doesn't want to be a cop. He wants to be a teacher instead. So hooray. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how, why anyone could possibly have a problem with that. Uh, and that was one of my, uh, uh, one of my favorite movies when I was a kid, uh, growing up. Well, pretty much any Arnold movie. I assume pretty much every uh, red-blooded American male loves everything Arnold's done. Maybe not twins. <laughs> but for the most part, Arnold had a pretty good run of movies. And I thought Kindergarten Cop was great. I've seen it, God, probably at least a half a dozen times over the years. Although, honestly, I haven't seen it maybe 10 or 20 years. It just hasn't been on anything that I uh, was watching. Like, yeah, I don't, th I don't I don't watch regular TV, so they don't have it on there, obviously. And I don't remember it being on any streaming services recently. So I just haven't had the opportunity to watch it, but it's a good, good movie. And I can't believe that that's a thing now that they're going to, you know, they took it down from the movie theater and, and played some uh, documentary about something or another instead that was really politically correct, which is fine and good. Uh, if the people of Portland want that, that's fine. But you leave my kindergarten cop alone. Hold on a second. I got to pick up a little dog and put her in my lap. Oh, she knows that when I'm doing the show, it's time for her to be on my lap. So here we go. Got a little dog on, on my lap. A little Lulu. Oh, okay. As I mentioned, no Ryan today. So hopefully we'll get some calls because you guys obviously don't want me just talking to myself for an hour. Uh, yesterday, we were lucky enough to have a whole bunch of people call in. Uh, Tenor called in, Sly Dog, um, Homelander, uh, K-Barbs. Uh, it, it was a good time, actually. Uh, if it was like that all the time, I wouldn't mind doing solo shows because, you know, they practically did the show for me. Oh, and Homelander. That's right. <laughs> who practically did the show for me. Uh, that was an interesting experience. Wasn't really a normal show for me. That's not how it normally goes, but it was a fun time. So they seem to enjoy it. Uh, I see on the chat box, uh, Stro saying, yo, yo, Stro. <laughs> um, it is weird. I'm on a pod that people can uh, change their name so easily. So a lot of times I don't know who the hell I'm talking to, even though they have a pretty good engagement score for the, uh, podcast. Just because, you know, it, you can change your uh, name on Podbean as easily as like changing your shirt. Um, and some of them people do it just as often. But regardless. So let's see. Uh, what else do we got to talk about today? Well, I got a story to tell. I don't think I've told this on the OG before. Uh, maybe, maybe not. And if not, well, you guys can always call in and stop me. Um, this was, I don't know, 30 something years ago. I was, uh, I think a freshman in high school. Let me know. Let me think about it. I was a sophomore in high school and, uh, my brother had just graduated from basic training and my mom decided she wanted to go down and watch him graduate from basic training. You know, the entire ceremony where they march around and all that good shit. And, but she didn't want to do it alone. So she asked me if I would go with her. It was the summer. I wasn't in school, which means I wasn't doing much of fucking anything. And I'd never been to South Carolina before, which is where my brother was graduating from. So I decided, what the fuck, why not? So uh, first off, we weren't didn't drive. My mom would not drive those kind of distances. My mom barely drove. She wouldn't drive on highways. She wouldn't drive if it was raining or snowing. Uh, she was a very timid person when it came to driving. Uh, and my stepdad certainly didn't want to have nothing to do with any of that shit. He was working. No, oh, thank you, Stro. I uh, appreciate that. He told me I have a good radio voice. <laughs> uh 
But my dad, stepdad was not into going down there. Plus he had to work and all the good stuff. So we ended up taking a bus, uh, a bus from Michigan to South Carolina. So it was quite a little trip. I, I can't remember how long it take, but it was multiple hours. Most of a day, uh, maybe even longer. Um, so we traveled down to South Carolina, Carolina rather, uh, got off the bus. And that's when I noticed the difference between Michigan heat and South Carolina heat. It was fucking hot down there. The, the bus door opened and it, was, it hit you like a fucking wave. You could just step out into the humidity and start sweating. So we quickly ran to the uh, hotel room uh, spend a, and we ended up spending a couple days there um, watching my brother graduate and then, you know, going around with him for, uh, for a little bit in the time that he had before he had to go do his next thing. And it was a good time had by all. Uh, so the day we were supposed to leave, we packaged up all of our luggage and headed for the bus. Um, and for the most part, the bus ride back was uneventful, uh, except for one little incident. We were driving along. I want to say we were, I, I can't remember how long the bus ride took. I want to call it eight hours. And I think we were about two hours into it and my mom was tired. So, and the bus was not very crowded. So she was lying down on the seat behind me. And I was sitting, you know, uh, in one of the seats by myself in the middle row. Uh, it's, uh, the bus seats have three seats. So I was in the middle one um, reading a book or something like that. And I glanced over to my left and there, there's a young lady uh, changing her baby, uh, which I didn't think any of it, anything of it rather. Uh, she, you know, she's the entire process. She's got the diaper off. You know, she's doing the dab at him thing, uh, try to clean him up. And I thought to myself, God, it'd be pretty funny if that baby shit on her. Uh, God heard me. God thought that would be really funny as well. Uh, unfortunately, um, I have to assume that this baby grew up to be an Olympic athlete because he performed the most amazing feat I'd ever seen. Uh, I had just turned away when I hear, and I hear this the sound in my nightmares, by the way. I heard, hold on a second, I gotta put a little dog down. She wants down. Yeah, kind of like a, and I, and I was like, oh, what was that? I look over and I see this greenish black substance flying through the air i had no clue what was going on it flew over the empty seat between her and the aisle it flew over the aisle it flew over the empty seat behind beside me over and onto me and then hit the window fucking on the other side of the bus that baby had just projectile shit and it was an amazing thing to see uh Unfortunately, uh, that's where my amazement ended because then the smell hit me. I now had baby shit all over the seat around me, all over me, all over the seat next to me on the other side and all over the window. Um, oh, I th oh, apparently you've heard this one. Okay. So I might as well finish. I'll finish up quick. Uh, cause apparently I've told this story before. I apologize. So, uh, it was a bad time for the rest of the trip. Uh, the lady was nice enough to offer me her very last wet wipe, uh, which I told her, don't worry about it. That's not going to do me any good. So I headed to the bathroom to clean up, which is when I found out the, this particular bus was out of fucking toilet paper and paper towels. There was nothing I could do. Uh, so I scraped it off the best that I could and washed my hands and go went and sat back down. Uh, for the next two hours, I owned half of the bus because <laughs> everybody else moved up to as far away from me as they could fucking get. And then uh, on the next stop, which was about two hours after that, the uh, bus driver broke regulations and opened up the bottom of the bus where the luggage was and let me uh, change my clothes because apparently he's not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to be able to get into your luggage into your final destination. Um, I'm glad he broke the rule because that was a horrible fucking two hours. Um, and that was uh, my baby shitting on me story. <laughs> Sorry. Like, as I mentioned, I knew you guys might have heard it before. I, so, uh, but that's pretty much all I got to talk about today. <laughs> I guess we're going to have to go to the source of all news, Yahoo, and uh, see what they are talking about today. God, I was really hoping Ryan was going to be back by now. 
uh, he, I did talk to him earlier. He, he is out of power. Apparently in Connecticut, power sucks. Uh, there's when I checked on him this morning, there's 500,000 people still without power and predictions of it not being back until the end of the week or even farther. And, uh, I don't know how he got a hold of me. He must've been able to charge his uh, phone in his car or something like that, but he can't even do calling from his phone because apparently with all the issues, the internet is very, uh, excuse me the uh his, even his cell phone is very spotty like he tried to download the podbean app and it wouldn't even download it because his internet on his phone barely works so that was a, a bummer and as soon as he said that i realized i was probably gonna have to do today maybe even the next couple days solo uh which i'm sure will do great things to the ratings uh but anyways let me see what i have here in the yahoo and uh we'll find out what to talk about no little dog you want to down stay down go on uh, let's see do, do, do. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Give me a little dog. Ah, she's so finicky. She wants up. She wants down. She wants up. She wants down. She's like a woman. <laughs> uh, do, do, do. Well, it looks, out the, it looks like the new Bill and Ted uh, movie is finally going to be out uh, August 28th. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to be any good or not. I, I enjoyed the first two. They were fun movies, although the second one was pretty cheesy. Uh, but hopefully the third one will be good. Uh, obviously Keanu Reeves doesn't need this movie to be successful. He's Keanu fucking Reeves. Every, every movie he's done has paid good money for quite a while now. Uh, but the other guy, Alex Winters, I think it is. I can remember him. He was in the Bill and Ted movies and I believe he was one of the lost boys in the movie lost boys. And that's about the only thing you fucking saw ever saw him do. So I'm guessing this dude kind of probably needs the work. So, so when, when he heard that they were actually doing a third Bill and Ted movie, he must've been ecstatic. I'm just amazed that they got Keanu Reeves back to do it. Actually, you know what? Not really. I'm not that amazed. He's from everything I can see, he's a pretty cool, chill dude. So I don't think he would consider himself above the role at this point. Uh, but it's, it was a movie that I never thought would get made because the second one was only so, so, and people, when they say they love the Bill and Ted adventure, uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and Bill and Ted's bogus journey. A lot of them are looking back on it with uh, rose colored glasses. Oh, we have a call. Let's see what we're doing today. Hello, caller. What can I do for you today? Oh, I missed. You guys got to give me more time to answer that. <laughs> I answered that one on top uh, really quick, actually. So call back if you'd like to. Plus, any of you guys are always more than welcome to call in. I appreciate people to talk to. It gives me more to talk about. And I'm sure the uh, listeners would want to hear more than just me talking all the time. So feel free. Anytime any of you guys want to call in, you're more than welcome to. But anyways, we were talking about uh, Bill and Ted and Keanu Reeves. Is there a nicer guy in Hollywood than Keanu Reeves? I've heard so many good stories about him. Uh, some of them are exaggerated. Like I, like at one point, I heard that he did something like gave uh, split up like $50 million and gave it to all the special effects uh, people on some of his movies, which I looked into. It turns out that's not true. But he, he has done nice things for people all the time. And he just seems like a, such a mellow, chill dude. I will admit something to you. I've never seen any of the John Wick movies. I just haven't got around to it they look like they're good but i barely watch anything anymore um i don't watch movies or tv mostly i just fuck around on the internet and read books uh but john wick john wick looks like the type of movie i would enjoy but rarely do i actually seek out a movie other than a marvel movie uh those are about the only ones i'm interested in anymore uh speaking of which i wonder what they're going to do with that next uh after the epic what was the 18 movie arc that they had for that entire storyline that's going to be hard to beat there's, there are several uh, Marvel movies that are supposed to be coming out, but they don't have dates for them and very little about what it's going to be about. Uh, the Thor movie looks like it should be interesting. Uh, I'm, 
I was never a big fan of Thor in the movies for the first two ones. I thought the first two Thor movies were really weak efforts. And I barely, watched. you know, actually, I didn't even watch the second Thor movie because I didn't like the character at the time. He seemed like a weepy emo kind of guy. And I was not a big fan of that. Uh, when the third movie came out on the, on the other hand, and they changed his uh, personality to like surfer bro, I enjoyed it quite a bit. That was uh, an immense change that I appreciated. Uh, the third four, Thor movie is one of my favorite ones. Uh, you know, it was basically a buddy movie between him and the Hulk, and that was that was really enjoyable for me to watch. Uh, and then when he was in the Avengers: uh, Infinity War and Avengers: uh, Endgame, I enjoyed him a little bit less. Infinity War is fine. I was not a big fan of uh, them making fat Thor fat. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I guess it was a good shtick, but that's what it felt like. It felt like a shtick. Yeah, you know, like, oh, look, Thor's sad and fat now. Eh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Richard Gere said the same thing. Ragnarok was this only good one. I agree. Um, that just wasn't a fan of the first two. Um, the character, the guy, the actor was always just fine. He's a fine actor, but the lines that they gave him just didn't do nothing for me. Um, now, apparently, they're going to be doing a Thor uh, Love and Thunder or some shit like that where uh, Natalie, Natalie, uh, Natalie Merchant. Is it Natalie Merchant? The, the chick from, you know, from the uh, first movie or two um, is going to be like a female Thor. I'm not quite sure how they're going to work that. Uh, I'd never followed Thor in the comics, so I don't really, uh, but I have heard that there was a female Thor at one point. Basically, I guess anybody who can wield a hammer could be Thor, uh, which is why uh, Captain America was shooting lightning bolts with it and shit, <laughs> which goddamn, wasn't that not a great part of the movie? Uh, people had a lot of complaints about Endgame, but I was not, it didn't really bother me. I like pretty much everything about it. I, there were parts that I admit were kind of meh, like the entire girl power part of the uh, final battle where they all grouped together. I, that was just dumb. I mean, it was, it was obvious pandering to, to their, to certain parts of the audience. And I don't have any problem with girl power, girl power and all that good shit. I, there's plenty of awesome female superhero superheroes, but the entire thing of all, oh, we're all going to group together to, you know, to get the gauntlet over to the uh, time bus time band rather that was stupid. I didn't, I didn't have a, for, for one thing, yeah, the, where the point where Peter Parker asked uh, Captain Marvel, uh, how are you going to do that? And they all step up with our help and they didn't need her help. <laughs> she did. I mean, excuse me. She didn't need their help in the least bit. She, you know, uh, all she could have done the entire thing by herself. None of them actually helped her in the least bit. Uh, Natalie Portman. Thank you. I was thinking Natalie Merchant for, which is obviously the singer. <laughs> Uh, but it's that I thought that part of the uh, movie was kind of silly, but for the most part, I, I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. Oh, let's see what else we got to talk about today. Let me switch over to the Yahoo and look at the uh, topics. While I'm looking at the Yahoo topics, uh, if you call in, I won't notice because I'm not actually on the page, uh, you know, the, the web, uh, pod being page. So you'll have to give me a second. Uh, let's see. You know, it's uh, so hard to find good topics on uh, Yahoo anymore. All of it's, it's a mix of entertainment shit that I don't care about and politics that I don't care about. So, so it's kind of hard for me to find stuff to talk about. Uh, I've seen a, a lot more footage about that uh, Beirut explosion. Uh, it was, uh, God, it wasn't that a hell of a thing. Uh, the, uh, the after pictures are really, really scary. Like a blew a hole uh, right through the you know uh, land and made extra harbor. Um, Oh, who will win the Tupac wants to know who will win the anticipated battle between Tanner and the Noid. I don't know what that means, sir. <laughs> I know who Tanner is, obviously, but I don't know, know what you mean by the Noid. Uh, but, but we talked yesterday about the explosion, it, but it's the thing that today is 
now they were already people are trying to use that to, to their own advantage or to troll people. I'm not quite sure why. Uh, there's a picture going around, or actually it's a video that people are posting showing that it wasn't actually a, a chemical explosion from fertilizers kept in the uh, warehouse. It was actually a missile strike. And somebody edited in a fake fucking missile in a video about the explosion. Why would you do that? I mean, they didn't do a very good job. There wasn't any, even any motion blur or anything like that. But what is the possible reasoning between editing in a missile onto the explosion thing. Are you, are you just trying to confuse people? Do you have some sort of purpose for doing that? I just don't understand it. I was never big on the entire, you know, fake, faking people out stuff. It didn't, I didn't see the point of it, but, uh, there it's going around and people on the OG have already seen the video cause it's been posted several times. And, uh, I don't know. There are people on there that I don't, I don't know if the to today, since it's been like a whole day and a half later that they still believe it. There were, but there were people on the OG that were posting that, Oh, that it was a nuclear bomb, that it had to be military grade explosives you know, where nothing else could do that or, or, or nothing else could you know, create that kind of shockwave, which is stupid. Um, I love it when people uh, make uh, statements on the internet with doing zero research because you find for some interesting uh, things, the, uh, I can't remember what the guy's name on the OG is Oranos or some shit like that. I'm pretty sure he's just a troll because he was posting stuff that's so stupidly wrong that it had to be a troll. Plus, he was very aggressive about it. So I'm 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 figuring that's not a real person. Uh, and that's one of the things I one of the few things I don't like about the OG. I want to know the actual people that I'm interacting with. I don't like this entire song and dance act that some people put on. You know, their persona on the internet. Uh, Home Slice was a good example of that for the uh, long time people that are on the forum, obviously, you know, who I'm aware of, uh, I don't get it. He doesn't, he doesn't portray his real self. He portrays a character and asks like stupid questions on a regular basis. And I don't see the fun in that. Uh, there's other people on there that have personas as well, but to me, what I put on the OG is who I am. You guys all know this for, from listening to the show. That's who I'm portraying is who I am. I'm not trying to fake anybody out or, or play a character or be anything I'm not on the internet. I'm just me. If that's entertaining to people, and I hope it is, cool. If not, oh well, there's not much I can do about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Macy Macy B was uh, saying that someone on there she thought was there, or I don't know who. Uh, she said she thought Steve the Weasel was Steve Steve the Creepy Weasel Montgomery for a long time. I don't know who Steve Montgomery is, but there are a lot of famous people on that internet. Uh, uh, inter <sighs> there are a lot of famous people on that forum anonymously. Uh, we found out, uh, after he passed away that Paul Walker was on that forum. There's, uh, obviously a whole bunch of pro fighters that are on the forum. Most of them posted themselves, but there's rumors about all kinds of like celebrities that post down there like anonymously. So it's a, it's an interesting place uh, for, if anyone who's listening, who's not a member of the, uh, OG forum, you really should go join. Be careful. It is a cesspool of fucking fucked up shit, but it's entertaining as well. Oh, I see. Uh, Tedder finally showed up. What up, Tedder? How about you call in, bro brother? I, I've been talking to myself for 25 minutes, and I'm sure our listeners are getting fucking tired of it. Uh, but regardless, of, he maybe he can't do it. Yesterday, he spent like 10 minutes looking for headphones, uh, and he is on vacation, so I don't really want to bug the guy while he's relaxing. So we will find something to talk about here in a second. Let me look. Uh, give me more Yahoo time. No, still stupid. Still stupid. Still stupid. No, no. Matt Burita declares himself the fastest player in the NFL. 
despite the fact that I like uh, fantasy football, I don't pay any attention to that shit, which I really should. I probably would be better at it. But uh, for me, fantasy football is more of a numbers game as opposed to like a having actual knowledge about the game. I barely, I don't even really watch. The, <laughs> here's the thing. I don't watch football at all. <laughs> I've never turned on a game. I came, but I did come in second in my fantasy football league last year, which is kind of impressive because it is a, <coughs> excuse me, it is a 14 team league. So there is a lot of competition. Um, so I cre- took great joy in beating people that are football fanatics. They're like, how did, how, I don't know how you did so well. I'm like, well, dude, I just do research <laughs> about a, a couple weeks before the, the season starts. I start reading all those fantasy football draft uh, advice columns uh, to watch for the people that I should be watching for. They do rankings on the, on everyone anyway. So, you know, the difference between, you know, the number one and number 10, even if you don't know who they are. Um, and then once uh, the season starts, I just keep uh, pay attention to the injury reports because once the season starts, that's the most important thing. Not just your own injury injury reports, obviously, other people's injury injury reports. Hold on a second, I can eat some water. I'm parched. I feel like I've been eating crackers and sand. Oh, that's much better. Thank you. Um, the thing with the thing to do with uh, fantasy football is when you watch for injuries, you're watching for other teams' injuries. So. The best thing in the world is to have another person's star running back or receiver get hurt, hurt and you scoop up their replacement before they can because they weren't paying good enough attention. So even though I don't watch the games, I watch the reports very closely. And uh, and there are, there's other kinds of techniques. Like some years I've tried uh, what they call the handcuff method where you were, if you for your very big stars, like your number one running back or quarterback or wide receivers or whatever, you go and draft their backups later in the rounds. So like if you're, you, if you drafted a running back at round one at around eight or nine, yeah. When most of the good people are gone, you should maybe go look up and see who his replacement would be if you got injured to give yourself a little insurance. Hey, I do watch MMA just not as much as I used to. Macy B's claiming I don't watch, uh, MMA, uh, despite the fact that I'm on, on an MMA forum, uh, I know that see that is true. I don't get to watch a lot of the shows because of my weird work schedule and all that good stuff. Um, but I do enjoy watching MMA fights, uh, other rather than football, which I don't really care about watching, uh, the M- not watching MMA thing is mostly just a lack of time. Um, how did I find the OG? You know what? I don't know how I found the OG to be honest with you. I was, at, as I've mentioned before, I was on a Kevin Smith forum and I had a good time on that for many years, but he closed the forum because someone made a made fun of made fun of one of his friends that was on that uh, uh, comic book man TV show, the big guy with the long hair, and he didn't like that, and he didn't want to put up with the uh, drama, so he closed down the forum. He he hadn't really been on it for years. He'd move over. He'd move over to Twitter, which I can understand. It's an easier way to interact with people, and you have a much larger audience. Yeah, his web his forum was smaller than the OG to give you an idea. Um, and once that, uh, once that happened, I realized I liked hanging out with people on the forums. So, and I wanted to find, um, something else to, uh, hang out on. Uh, at the time I was, I had just gotten into MMA maybe a year or two before that. Uh, so, and we were actually doing like a, uh, fantasy MMA league on the, uh, Kevin Smith's board, which is called the view askew board. Uh, which is the name of one of his production companies back in the day. And so once he shut down, I figured, well, you know, I like talking about MMA and I like playing MMA. Maybe I should find an MMA uh, 
MMA uh, website that has a forum. And obviously that was just one Google search away from the OG and the, and the underground, obviously. Uh, and that's how I got there. Uh, and it was an interesting place at first, uh, completely different than uh, Kevin Smith's forum. Kevin Smith's forum is filled with two types of people, feminists and people that like fart and dick jokes. Because Kevin Smith makes, while he mostly makes, uh, okay, little dog, you're a little too, hold on a second, I gotta put this little dog down, she's too jumpy today. Kevin Smith makes two types of movie. He mostly makes uh, dick and fart joke movies, but occasionally he'll make something like uh, a little more progressive, like Chasing Amy was a good example, the one about the Ben Affleck chasing after a lesbian chick. Um, and that was, uh, and because of movies like that, and I think Dogma, he attracted like a uh, very, very lot of feminists, progressive people and all that good stuff mixed in with a whole bunch of guys that just enjoy dick and fart jokes. Uh, moving to the OG was a rather eye opening experience for me. Cause for one thing, since the view askew uh, message board was a lot smaller, it was um, policed a lot better. You couldn't get away with ha- any of the shit that you could get away with on the OG. Fuck, uh, Kevin Smith's wife. Kevin Smith's wife was on the forum all the time, so he really you you couldn't say anything that would uh, that would offend a woman like you do on the OG all the time. There was no like pictures of chicks or any of that stuff. It's mostly just people talking about various stuff. Um, the OG, on the other hand, is filled with fucking alpha males with ten inch hammers and fucking guns of steel, <laughs> and it, posting there is like the fucking wild west. <laughs> Almost everything goes. I mean, very very little can get you in trouble on the OG. You you basically have to murder somebody and put it on the, on video on the OG to get in trouble. Other than that, it's you're on your own, fucking, <laughs> which is fun for a lot for the most part. It, it's bit me in the ass a couple times, and so with uh, more moderation, I'd probably uh, get hassled a bit less. But that is the price you're going to pay for an interesting forum like that. But regardless, that's how I ended up on the OG, and that was back in what 2012. So I've been on there for eight years now. So that's a pretty good run. And that's the thing about the OG. It's super duper fucking old. As Kirk mentioned, uh, who was the guy that started the uh, OG for people not familiar, uh, he started that back in the 90s. So there's been people on that website for more than 20 years. I can't imagine. In 1990 something, I was, I don't even think I had a computer yet. No, that was right around when I got my first computer, I think. Uh, I got my first computer to play EverQuest, of course, since a nerdy thing to do. <laughs> and that was, uh, which by the way, was, God, a fucking good time. I never had as much fun on all these newer games as I did playing EverQuest. I think possibly because it was such a new concept at the time. Uh, before that, you didn't. There wasn't such thing as uh, massive multiplayer games. There had been a couple made around the same time as EverQuest, uh, stuff like uh, Ultima Online and a couple other ones. But uh, it, but but uh, EverQuest was definitely the king of all that. Uh, so my brother got me into playing it. About the only good thing he ever did for me. He and a whole bunch of his friends had computers set up in my brother's apartment. They had like seven computers set up in there. They called it the Everdome. I came over one day and checked it out. And I thought that was some cool shit. So I uh, saved up, got a computer, and started playing EverQuest. And since then, I've obviously had a computer. But back in 1999, I wasn't thinking about like forums for talking to people and things like that. The the, uh, guild that I joined had its own message board, but it was like a, a message board for... 100 people so as opposed to uh you know thousands and thousands like these modern day message boards um yeah uh, let's see before before the viewer skew board i was actually on another message board but for completely different reasons uh when i had a uh, chevy cobalt which is a shit car by the way 
but but they made a, a souped up version of it uh, called the Chevy Cobalt SS. It was supercharged and not a bad car. Mechanically speaking, they put a whole bunch of go fast parts into it. So mechanically speaking, it was an awesome car. Uh, pretty impressive for a four banger. But it was also an economy car. So it was uh, anything not related to the mechanical part of it was kind of shitty. You know, kind of cheap interior and all, and all that good shit. Uh, I bring this up because eventually I decided I wanted to fuck with my car and started modifying it. You know, actually I got that reversed. I joined a forum for the car, the Cobalt car. Like there's, it's still around today. It's uh, coboltss.net and shit it has like 70 or 80,000 people that are members of it. So it's actually a pretty big forum. Um, and while I was uh, on that forum, I ended up uh, meeting people locally. And that's how I got first got into uh, modifying cars. We did a lot of shit to that car. Uh, a lot of shit. Uh, let's see. For example, uh, I put uh, bigger fuel injectors on it. It came with uh, 45 pound injectors. We put 90 pound injectors on it. So it's spray more fuel. Uh, we took off the supercharger pulley and put on a smaller one um, so that the supercharger would spin faster and give it more boost. Uh, colder plugs. Uh, put in a cold air intake on it, uh, a torque dampener, which is basically just a device that locks down the engine so it doesn't torque as much when you hit the gas so you get a better uh, better acceleration with less lag time. Uh, we put methanol injection on it, which is basically just a, uh, a pump that sprays uh, mists of, eth- of uh, methanol into your intake so that it cools the air charge down a whole bunch more, allowing you to advance the timing to get more power out of it. And of course, we tuned it and all that good shit. Uh, it was a fun time. Uh, it was a little stressful when I turned it in because it was a lease car. <laughs> but I just had my friends come over, take all the parts that we put on off, uh, gave it a stock tier, tune, and and um, turned it in. And then waited for about a month or two, really nervous, expecting to get a phone call saying I owed them a whole bunch of money or that or that I was required to buy the car because I fucked it up or some shit like that. But I never heard another thing from it. So that worked out well for me. <laughs> Oh, I see uh, people are complaining about the topic. Well, then call in, motherfuckers. I've been talking to myself for fucking 35 minutes. I'm struggling to think of things to say. So feel free to call in and put me out of my fucking misery. (laughs) Oh, let's see. Let me go switch back over to Yahoo and try to find a topic since you guys obviously don't want to hear me talk about cars anymore. Uh, Let's see. Oh, let's see. Uh, Okay, well, here's something. Did you guys, Derek, did you guys see that... uh, Derek Lewis claims that before he fought uh, Cormier, uh, was it Cormier? I think that's who he fought for the title. He'd only been training for about 30 minutes a day. That's what, that's what he claimed. Anyways, he claimed that he only were trained for 30 minutes a day beforehand and he didn't really take it seriously and he relied on his power. And now that he realizes that that that's not going to work, he says he's working on his cardio so that he can go into the later rounds and, um, yeah, and you know, he's talking about being fresh in round four and one five, round five, so he can grind through it and, you know, but I wonder, and supposedly he says he's going to be in way better shape. He says he's going to weigh the same, but there's going to get a lot less fat and a lot more muscle, which would be an impressive thing because he claims he's still probably going to come in around 250 or 260. Uh, Richard Gere in the chat box saying he believes it. I believe it too, dude. He didn't really look all that skilled. He was just really good at punching people. So um, I'm wondering how much good all that training is going to do him, really. Because, uh, you know, it's so far out of left field for him. Obviously, cardio is going to help him out. Cardio helps out any fighter. That's just the basic. Uh, but but I wonder if he's trying to work on different skills other than that, or if he's just doing a shitload of cardio. Uh, Richard said he posted a picture recently. He looked in better shape. So uh, when he says he's not wor- not just working out for 30 minutes a day anymore, I wonder how much he's doing and what it in- consists of. Because if basically he's just getting great cardio, 
that'll help him some, obviously, but that's cardio is not what lost him his fight uh, against the against the people that he lost against. Mostly, is the fact that they were had more skills than he did. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. God, who is he fighting again? We were supposed to do fight picks yesterday, but without Ryan here, I kind of felt bad about it. I didn't want to do it. Uh, plus, the uh, uh, show got a little out of my hands. So, so by the time that we actually started talking about doing fight picks, it was like five minutes before the show ended. So that shit wasn't going to happen. Oh, uh, he's fighting Alec uh, Alexi Ola Olenek. Yeah, that might be right. Uh, who? God damn, dude, that guy has a fucking lot of fights. Fifty-nine and thirteen with one draw. That's a lot of fights for a heavyweight. Um, I know they tend to have longer careers in the earlier, earlier than the lower weight classes, but still, that's a lot of fucking fights. I mean, look for example, look at uh, Chris uh, Weidman. He's fourteen and five, and he's fighting someone who's twenty and four. Uh, you know, so these, you know, like there's big names out there that don't don't have anywhere near that amount of fights. Uh, so it's interesting to. Uh, when you see someone with that a ridiculous amount, um, my first thing when I see someone who has 59 wins and 14 losses is he's probably taking a lot of damage, even in his wins. Um, yeah, Tanner, yeah, Homelander finally, I think Homelander passed out. I haven't seen him on the chat box today. Uh, Tanner of the years on the chat box asking where Homelander is. So, um, uh, Jay, do I do live fight? Do I, uh, Stro wants to know if I do live fight companions. Yes and no. Um, on my off season, when I'm not working, I do fight companions. I've did two or three of them with the boys, but when I'm working, I, it's just too late for me. I get up at three in the morning uh, to go to work. So I can't stay up till like midnight or 1am doing a fight companion and then reasonably get up. Um, it's just, it's just not practical. <laughs> uh, and I wish I could, cause you know, honestly, the fight companions are the most fun thing to do. It's one of the few times where I don't have to worry about a topic at all. I get to sit back and watch the fight. It feels like I'm just shooting the shit with my friends, which is a lot of fun. Uh, so I miss doing them. Uh, Ryan does still do them. He just does them without me because, you know, he doesn't have to work on the weekends and all that good stuff. Uh, can someone sound like something? I don't, I don't know what that means. Uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm reading the chat box when I should be talking. I apologize, guys. Uh, I keep, uh, I sometimes forget that this is going to be recorded and played back later. So it, can get pretty confusing for the people that are not part of the right of the live show. Stro wants to know how's Ryan. Uh, good. I assume I talked to him this morning. He still doesn't have power back. Um, and so he can't do the show. Uh, obviously he could call in on his phone, but he says the, um, and I mentioned this earlier, the cell service is so poor in his area right now that he can't even download the Podbean app. Um, which make, which amazed me. I thought he would have that fucker on there already. I never used a Podbean app on my phone. I use it. I use the computer thing because that's easier to host from. I still have that fucker on my phone. You know, uh, if nothing else, I've used it uh, a couple times to call into other shows. Oh, oh excuse me. Uh, that uh, if for oh, case in point being that uh, one show from those uh, British people that have visited our uh, show several times. What's uh, yeah? God, what's the name of their show again? Give me a second. I'll find it. <laughs> Uh, let's see it's something like brian something brian oh yeah brian and lisa do wine and crime uh they're and those are fun people by the way if you ever get a chance you should listen to their show uh they're on wednesdays before us so 5 p.m eastern standard time and i'll be honest with you half the time i don't know what the fuck they're saying because they're british and they speak very fast it's a very energetic show uh the main host brian is brian is a very energetic person 
And half the time, I don't know what the fuck he's saying. <laughs> so uh, I've listened to her show several times, but that, it, it loses some of its value for me because well, I, I honestly can't understand them, which is embarrassing because they're speaking English. <laughs> Apparently, just not my English. So uh, I, I don't know. And I, and I told him that. I was like, I, I enjoy you guys' show, but most of the time, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. Uh, you guys you guys ever have any issues with that? Is it? Uh, oh, yeah. Richard, you're saying the co-host has got some uh, titties on her. Apparently, she's famous. Uh, she was uh, on uh, some episodes of Big Brother in England or something like that, and she's parlayed it into like a little career. She, like she uh, has a couple columns under different magazines. Like she does a column on sex advice every week on some on some newspaper or another. Uh, and a couple, like she just made a cookbook that she put out. So I don't know how famous that makes a person, but it's more famous than me, anyways. <laughs> I don't have a cookbook out. No one asked me for sex advice, which is probably a good thing because I don't. I think I'd be a poor. Uh, um, advice giver on that topic. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got here today. Okay. I'm going to switch away from the, uh, the old, uh, pod being page for a second see if we can't find something else to talk about. Uh, let's see. No, no, no. Chicago rapper FBG duck killed in brazen daylight shopping attack. Oh yeah. Um, where are these gay rappers getting their names? Uh, I think someone told me FBG stands for Fly Boys Gang or something like that, which doesn't really seem like a really manly, uh, scary um, gang name, but I don't know. Uh, that's who am I to judge? Detroit back in the day had a uh, a gang called Young Boys Incorporated. So <laughs> who am, I guess uh, some gangs just have odd names. But man, that's so crazy that... Uh, that he was shot in broad daylight. And from what I read, uh, his specialty in rapping was dissing uh, dead rappers or, or like dead people uh, from the other gang that he was uh, from the opposite of what he was affiliated with, which seems like a poor idea. Um, the last thing I would recommend people do is mock uh, gangsters, dead friends, because that's because uh, that's what uh, he was basically doing. So I assume that's how we ended up getting shot. You, you, you uh, make someone, someone make fun of someone's dead friend and that someone has guns. You're probably going to get shot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Someone said that's a Chicago thing. That's probably, I think that's a gang thing just in general. Chicago from what I heard has really bad violence. Uh, it's one of the few places that you hear that's above uh, uh, Detroit for murder. So they managed to take our title away from us. Which is not that surprising. Detroit has a lot of crime and a lot of murders, obviously, but it's went down over the years compared to some of these other cities where it's actually went up. So I would, you know, I I try to boost Detroit all the time. I'm always posting real estate from Detroit. I'm always showing people the good parts of the state. But I won't lie to you, big parts of Detroit suck ass. Uh, I don't go to Detroit anymore. There's no reason for me. I don't go to concerts anymore. And that was the only time I went down to Detroit anyways, because they got they have lots of awesome fucking venues. Um, God, it's I've seen so many good shows there. There's a place called St. Andrews Hall, which is probably my favorite medium-sized venue. I don't like going to big venues anymore. It's not a fun place to watch uh, a concert, like the those arena concerts and stuff. Those things fucking suck ass. Uh, half the time, the, the sound system is not uh, great enough. Uh, and even if it is, it's I don't. It's a huge crowd. You're always far away from the band. Uh, I love going to see. Uh, bands at smaller venues like clubs or venues like St. Andrew's Hall, which is obviously used to be a, a church, I believe. And now is a, or it might not have been a church. I think it was a church, but now it's just a venue that holds uh, 2000 people, maybe 
Uh, and then it also has a like a little nightclub in the bottom called the Underground. Oh no, I'm sorry, the Shelter. It's called the Shelter. Uh, and I saw all kinds of great shows at St. Andrews Hall. Um, the next step up for that would be places like the State Theater or Fox Theater, and those are places that hold like five thousand or so. And that's where all probably the best ratio to big band to uh, crowd size. Like I saw Slayer at the State Theater. That was a fucking great show. Then I saw them like uh, a year later uh, on their Clash of the Titans tour at a place called Pine Knob. And Pine Knob is kind of my exception to the big venue thing because it's a cool place. Uh, it's an outdoor venue, but but indoors. What they have is like a covered area for like that you could probably sit 5,000 people on and then a hill that goes up behind it where you can sit like another 10,000 people or so. And uh, I saw so many good shows there because it was cheap. Uh, Back in the day, for example, uh, when I saw Slayer, there was the Clash of Titans tour. I saw Slayer, Anthrax, Megadeth, and was it Danzig? I think it was Danzig. Uh, all at the same time, and my tickets were twenty dollars. You can't, you can't go to you see any band on the planet for twenty dollars anymore, much less uh, fucking four of the best bands there are. Um, and it was a fucking great ass time, but. Uh, then, like, I want to say a year later, uh, at the Palace of Auburn Hills, if anyone who's into sports has probably heard of the Palace of Auburn Hills, it was where the Pistons played for many, many years. That gives you an idea of how big it is. So it's a fair-sized stadium. Um, and I saw Megadeth, uh, Suicidal Tendencies, and fuck me if I can remember who the third band was. There might not even been a third band. Uh, but, I, but it was Megadeth and Suicidal Tendencies. And while I love those bands, and we saw it from a suite, which is a, the best place to see anything, uh, it still sucked ass compared to the concert at Pine Knob or compared to any of the concerts I've seen at small venues. Those are always a lot more fun. Um, but uh, Stray Dog has been the <laughs> I got to stop reading the chat box. You guys are going to make me laugh. <laughs> uh, now, as far as like the biggest band to the smallest venue I've ever seen, was that would have been, and I've talked about this before, I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers in a place called Clutch Cargos, which is a nightclub. And I didn't see them when they were like un- unknown. I saw them uh, during their California Californication tour. That's uh, pretty much the height of their uh, career. And Clutch Cargos, let me see if I can look, look it up. Clutch Cargos. That's a there's a Clutch Cargo American animated series. Holy shit! I did not know that. Uh, it is also, but it's also a nightclub in Pontiac. Um, uh, nightclub in Pontiac. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to. How much, how many people, okay, uh, seating capacity, capacity, maybe that'll tell me, uh, to give you an idea, yeah, Clutch Cargos held 1,100 people, <laughs> and I, in, in, in that venue, I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which was fucking awesome, god damn, that was one, of, I think that might have been, Red Hot, Red Hot Chili Peppers isn't my favorite band, I like them, but they're not my favorite band, but god damn, that was fucking amazing to see somebody that big, that up close, um, and I wasn't even supposed to be there, to be honest with you. The reason, the only reason they were playing in a venue that small is because they were having some kind of contest. I can't remember what it was, but they asked high school students to write in about something. Uh, obviously, I wasn't a high school student at that point. That was 2002, so I was in, let's see, 2001. So I was in my 20s. I want to say I was 26 or 27, something like that. Um, but what I did have was tickets uh, to the No Doubt concert the week before that, where that I had won from a station called 89X. Uh, I didn't give a shit about 89X, excuse me, about No Doubt. 
the way that had worked out is I, I turned on the radio and I heard what I heard was call in now to win. And I called in without knowing what the fuck I was, <laughs> what I was calling in for. Uh, so I, I called in and they're like, Hey, you won no doubt tickets. I'm like, Oh, great. I probably won't get much use out of those. But then they called back a, a week later and said, Hey, you won the grand prize. You get backstage passes to no doubt tickets to no doubt a free camera. And we're going to let you in the, in the press section so you can take pictures. Right. <laughs> so, which is what happened at that point. I was like, okay, well I'll go. Cause it's not like I didn't, that I dislike no doubt i didn't really care about him and but gwen stefani was cute and i thought taking pictures of her would be a fun time and it was so i got there they gave us backstage passes um and when the show started they let you into that little area between the stage and the uh security barriers to keep people from touching touching the stage it's about a three foot distance or so so i just sat in that area and took pictures it was fucking awesome um <clears throat> the but the reason I tell that story was because after the show was over, I was in the backstage area and I was talking to like the uh, production manager or promotion, actually the promotion manager for 89X. Uh, I struck up a conversation with him, talked to him for a while. I was like, yeah, hey, I appreciate this guy. And we got along pretty good because about 10 minutes into it, he goes, hey, you want to go see Red Hot Chili Peppers next week? I'm like, oh, you mean at Coach Cargo's? I go, well, I can't do that, obviously. I didn't even put, put an entry in. I'm not allowed. It's only a high school kids. He goes, oh, no problem, dude. And, and gave me a couple tickets for it. I was like, oh shit, that is fucking awesome. <laughs> so that's how I ended up uh, in the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, concert that was not intended for me, which was kind of awkward because it was me and my buddy who went and everybody else was like 14, 15, 16, or 17 because they were all like high school students. <laughs> so yeah, we stuck out like a sore thumb, but we enjoyed ourselves. It was a good time. Uh, Macy, Macy B is asking if uh, Joe Biden has Alzheimer's. I don't know, sir, or ma'am, rather, I don't really pay attention to that. Uh, as you guys know, I'm not really a political person. Um, Joe Biden does seem to have issues, but I don't click on it a lot because it's hard to take everything you get on the Internet in context because everything has a political slant to it. So all the articles I see and all the people I hear talking about, you know, Joe Biden's mental pr uh, problems are Republicans who wouldn't vote for him in any way, shape or form. And so I don't know how much of it is his actual mental problems or, uh, and how much of it is like people trying to portray him in a bad light. So I don't, uh, I don't know how bad his mental issues are. I don't think it's going to matter. I'm pretty sure Trump's going to win this thing. Um, just because now granted the OG is definitely slanted Republican in this, in this case, but my Facebook also seems to be the same way. There are people on there that, uh, a good segment uh, that uh, support uh, democratic things and Biden and all that good stuff. And they think Trump's a horrible person, but I would have to say it's probably a two to one ratio of people that are for Trump as opposed to people that are against him, at least on my Facebook. So if I go by the OG in my Facebook, he's going to win in a fucking landslide. Um, I just have a feeling that's probably how it's going to be. Because all these uh, liberal people tend to bunch up in a couple spots, so I think Biden's probably going to win a couple uh, a couple states pretty handily. But for the heartland and, and all the uh, Midwest states, he's probably going to get crushed. Hey, Stro, how you doing, Baker? Hello, what can I do for you today? No, oh, well, that didn't go well at all, did it? <laughs> so yeah, but it's. Any more water talking for uh, for an hour is fucking hard work. Uh, sorry about that, folks. 
So I, it's, I'm pretty sure Trump's going to win this thing. Uh, but you guys won't know from me either way because I don't really give a shit. Actually, I guess you will know from me because apparently Ke- uh, Ryan wants to do like a fight companion for the entire election night. And like an idiot, I agreed to that. I already got the day off from work, so that won't be an issue. I just know what the fuck we're going to talk about the entire time. For the fight companions, You there's the screen in front of you. There's action going on, so you can actually talk about that. Uh, for the pol- uh, political thing, it's going to be a whole bunch of nothing for hours and hours and hours. And then toward the end of it, a couple states will report in. And I'm pretty sure uh, even if we stayed up to like eight in the morning, we probably won't know uh, if uh, who won. So, but he wanted to do it. You know, Ryan's a good guy. And uh, so I figured, why the fuck not? Uh, I'll uh, put forth the effort. He's doing all the effort on the fight companions right now. So I should try, probably try to do my part. Uh, you know, Ryan's actually turned into a pretty good co-host. I, I had my doubts at the beginning of the show <laughs> when we first started doing this, mostly because he was a little over the top on the uh, being mean part. That wasn't his fault, though. One of the first couple episodes, Icy Mike came on there and told him that he needed to be a dick to me. <laughs> and he took it to heart. <laughs> but he's, he, he managed to find the, the right balance of uh, uh, comedy for the show and not hurting my feelings. <laughs> so it worked out pretty good. And he's he's actually picked up a lot of the uh, grunt work. Uh, he, he finds most of the topics nowadays because I neither have the time nor the desire to do that. He does all the uh, all the YouTube stuff. He's the one that uploads all that good stuff. It kind of feels like uh, it's more his show than mine anymore. <laughs> Basically, all I do is sh- uh, show up to the show and talk for a while. Um, so people, it's funny, people on the OG are like, oh, that's that's Jay's podcast, you know, because I, I misspoke a couple times. I did, I did refer it to my podcast, um, but I didn't mean any, I didn't mean it like that. I, I referred it to it as my podcast, the same way I refer to this as my house. It's my wife's house, too. She, you know, when she refers to it, she says my house. I don't say our house all the time. <laughs> excuse me <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's just mine but he said he he said he didn't really like that too much and i understand i didn't want to hurt the guy's feeling so i try not to do that it is definitely our podcast it's not mine it's as i mentioned it's probably more his than mine now he puts more effort into it for sure agronaut wants to know if i could say uh next time we have a guest i could slip in i wild at each lot at i wild each it lol that meets their naked i can try but i'll probably fuck that up pretty bad <laughs> So I don't know how good that will go. Oh, uh, let's see. We got a time for talk talk about one more topic, probably. Let me see what else we got on the good old Yahoo News. Um oh I saw actually Camicon posted this on the LG. Uh director Nia DaCosta to helm the Captain Marvel sequel. And he he was not happy with that at all. He thought that was very much um you know Hollywood being woke and all that good stuff. And I don't really understand that. Uh, she's a director. She's done a couple other things. She's going to be doing the Candyman 2 thing. How is that, you know, women could be directors just as good as guys, I would assume. It's not like they have to lift heavy things to to be a director. So I don't see uh, how that's like a big deal. I don't know. Some uh, Con seems like a good guy, but certain people sometimes read in the situations what they want to read into it. Jay, close as you had been me too growing up or discuss why... I, you asked her to be, uh, well, Macy, uh, Jay, she wanted to know, uh, why I asked Kirk to be a mod. I did not ask Kirk to be a mod. Uh, Ryan did actually, <laughs> uh, we were talking near the end of the Kirk discussion. Yeah. You know, he said, you know, Kirk is like, oh, I appreciate you guys coming, bringing me on all this good stuff. And he said something like, well, good. Now you should make us mods. And Kirk is like done. Uh, obviously Kirk wasn't serious about that. Uh, so the answer to your question is I never asked, uh, 
I wouldn't mind being a mod there. Uh, I was, I've been a mod on that uh, Cobalt forum I told you about, which is probably at the time was bigger than the OG anyways. Maybe, maybe, maybe not, but it was a large forum with a lot of activity. Um, so I'm familiar with moderation duties. But on the other hand, I could totally understand why Kirk wanted to do that. Could you, could you imagine the shitstorm that would cause in the OG if he made me a moderator? <laughs> Stro is Ryan R.C. Yes, he is. That's who he is on the uh, uh, on the OG. Argonaut wants to know when we'll have Kirk on next. I don't know. Wh whatever you guys like. Uh, he said he's not doing a lot right now. So he's always more than happy to come back on. Uh, so I'd be more than happy to have him back on. I just I would like to make have a list of questions to ask him this time we only had a couple last time it, it stretched out through the show but it'd be nice to uh, have uh, like an actual list uh that's the same with serena uh our friend of the show serena de jesus who uh for people that haven't listened to those episodes is a, a fighter in, in in evicta fight club um and also supposedly the first uh professional mma fighter with autism She's been on the show a couple times. She's always a good time. And she's always willing to come on whenever we want her on. So the next time you guys want the Serena on, uh, let me know for that one as well. We can get her in it pretty much any Sunday, I think, unless she's like uh, got a fight going on. Then she might not have time. Man, she's one of those people that just fucking trains at MMA. Uh, yeah, if you ever follow her on Twitter, you'd be amazed. That's all she does is fucking uh, train for MMA. And that's pretty much it. So is Roxy, by the way. That's one of the reasons why uh, Roxanne Montefiore has had such a career resurgence. She trains like a motherfucker. I mean, you know, when you talk about fighters having two a days, she'll do to have two different training sessions and then teach jujitsu to like kids afterwards. So her days are like 16 hours long. She basically gets up, is immersed in MMA the entire day, goes home and goes to bed. Uh, there's a, her friends tease her about it because there's something they call a rockalepsy because whenever she tries to watch fights with them, she falls asleep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's why she's had such a career resurgence. Most part of it's because she hooked up with an actual good gym. Uh, Syndicate's a pretty good gym, from what I understand. Uh, JoJo was Calderwood's uh, is out of there as well as Roxy and a couple other major fighters. And boy, wasn't that sad about JoJo? Uh, she, yeah, apparently she shouldn't have took that fight. Uh, people, a lot of people are saying that. But honestly, if she lost to Maya, she would probably not had a good night against the champ. Uh, so I don't know if that was uh, like a good thing in disguise or not but i still felt really bad for her because you know these mma fighters they train their ass off for this shit and they focus on it and it's their entire life and so a loss must be devastating i get pissed off if i lose a game of magic the gathering yeah uh, we're gonna have try this caller thing again yes stro is this an actual call this time nope guess not i think he's <laughs> i think he's accidentally hitting the button stro says yeah i hear people talk about dalton on the og who is that Dalton is Ryan. Ryan is Dalton, and they're both, uh, and R.C. is Ryan. Uh, Dalton's the nickname we gave him uh, the first couple episodes in of the show. Uh, as it turns out, Dalton, or Ryan, used to be a bouncer at one point, uh, we, which we thought, found very amusing. So we started calling him Dalton because after the bouncer in uh, Roadhouse. Uh, and then we decided we had to call him Big Dalton because in Roadhouse, people always told Dalton that, he, that they thought he would be bigger. And if you've seen Ryan, no one thinks he would be bigger because he's a big motherfucker. He's like six foot, 310 pounds. He's a large fellow uh, and he's not fat. Well, right now he said he's a little bit fat because of the COVID thing, but he's a power lifter. So he's not like a big fat guy. He's a big fucking strong guy. So hence we ended up calling him Big Dalton. And Argonaut wants to know if I've approached other members to come on. Uh, some, uh, not hockey, Olofsky or Trust. Uh, I've, I've asked... Uh, 
a while back, I did a thread asking who people wanted on the OG show. Those names were not brought up. Uh, I've asked um, uh, Snake Pits to be on. Uh, he he has, he got back to me. He had never heard the show, apparently. I said, hey, the OG wants you to be on my show or on the show. And he was like, uh, what show? So I described that to him and I haven't heard back from him yet, but he might may possibly have time for it later. Uh, they asked me to uh, interview the guy that was in a like a deprivation tank for whatever it was for a month. And he's actually going to be on the show uh, probably the next week or two. He said he'd like to do it. He's, he doesn't have time in the near future. So, um, but yeah, if you guys, shit, if you guys want me to bump the thread, I can do so. And you guys can post some more of the OGers that you want on there. Uh, I'm always more than willing to have anybody on there that has uh, interesting stories to tell. And, and the OGs filled for those things. <sighs> but anyway, so it looks like uh, we're reaching the end of the show here. Uh, I want to thank the OG army for showing up. I couldn't do the show without you. Uh, a big fuck you to Dalton for not, for not having an awesome power company. He makes fun of Michigan all the time. I haven't lost power once uh, during all this shit. He's lost it multiple times. So fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, hey, you still around tenor? You want to call in and finish up the show for me? You know what you need to do. Nope, I guess we lost tenor. All right, well, then I'll take care of uh, Dalton's part as well. Uh, two things, make sure you join us tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, Dalton will be back, and we'll do our fight picks a little bit late. And secondly, fuck all y'all. <laughs> I'll see you guys tomorrow. You guys have a, at 6. You guys have a great night. Screw you, hippies. <laughs>